Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions, and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. about getting pregnant is that there will be miscarriage. Nature or evolution or whatever we want to call it has meant that the human female will lose a pregnancy at the age of 30, one in every six pregnancies. So that's 15% of women who become pregnant will actually not continue with the pregnancy. The majority of those are because nature made a mistake with the genetics and when nature realises that, the pregnancy doesn't continue. Obviously there are some genetic abnormalities that continue through, like Down syndrome, but they're very rare, very uncommon, whereas miscarriage is common. At one in six chance of a miscarriage, the chance of having two miscarriages is one in 36, 3%. So 3% of women who have a will have a miscarriage twice. So it's not that uncommon. But after two miscarriages, we call it recurrent miscarriage because in addition to the genetic aberrations, mistakes that nature makes, there may be other causes for miscarriage and it's worthwhile having them investigated. What we look for in terms of potential reasons, the shape of the uterus or scarring within the uterus, that's one thing. The uterus can't hold the pregnancy or it lands the pregnancy attaches in a place where it's not going to be nourished as well as other parts of the uterus. So doing ultrasound, maybe looking inside the uterus with a telescope may be helpful. We know that inflammation of the lining of the womb increases your risk of a miscarriage. Then there are things in the mother. Are there things in the mother that might make a pregnancy less possible? To establish a pregnancy, the attachment of the baby to the lining of the womb and the acceptance of the maternal immune system to the baby, uh, to accept the baby, uh, has been a puzzle to science for a hundred years. And we still don't understand why something that is only half the woman's genetic makeup, because the sperm gives the, the other half, why does the body not reject it? If you get an infection, what the immune system does is sees it as different to the mother's um, what they called antigens, and creates an immune response to help you get over the infection. But for some reason, the uterus accepts the fact that there's half the antigens are not hers. Something goes on, and we still don't understand why. But there are markers that suggest that it might be that as a problem for the miscarriages. There's something called antiphospholipid syndrome. Anyway, we've got blood tests that test that sort of stuff. A tendency towards making blood clots has been associated with recurrent miscarriage. So we go looking for aspects in the blood, muta gene mutations and the basic blood clotting tests. We do those to check that they're okay and that you don't need to have any therapy for it. Then outside the uterus, and there is a relationship um, between endometriosis and miscarriage. Having a look inside and seeing if there's any endometriosis is another investigation we may do.
The other very uncommon thing is that although you and your partner are normal, appear to be normal genetically, you've got to adulthood, it is possible that there is still an aberration of your chromosome makeup. So what the thing we're talking about is this called translocation. So we all have 23 pairs of chromosomes and to be normal you've got to have all the genetic material on those chromosomes. But if one small branch of one of the chromosomes breaks off and joins up with its partner, so one of the two pairs has got more genetic material than the other chromosome, when it comes time to create an egg or a sperm, those two pairs split up. And if a sperm, for instance, has the one with less genetic material, although it will fertilise the egg, it may not allow the embryo to develop and miscarriage occurs. So balance called a tran it's called a translocation. About one in 150 recurrent miscarriages we find that aberration it can be dealt with. Uh, by doing genetic testing of embryos after IVF. So we've got a way around the other, the other medical conditions that I was talking about before. Again, we've got treatments that can improve the situation, giving steroids if there's an immune problem, giving blood thinners if there is um, a blood problem. And if there's a uterine problem, uh, either correcting it surgically or uh, medically using hormones is possible. So there's lots of reasons why women have multiple miscarriages. Having had two is not such a bad thing because I can tell you the statistics say any woman that's had two miscarriages, when I said before it was a one in six chance, when they go into the third one without me finding anything wrong with you and doing nothing in terms of treatment, 75% of you will carry on with a pregnancy. It's hard to believe once you've had two miscarriages, the third one has a 75% chance of success, but that's what statistics tell us. So it's bad luck, mostly, that causes miscarriage, but it's important to rule out anything we can treat and help you have the baby that you so want. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.